Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode 93 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And Dan, tell everybody what we will be breaking down today. So this week, in honor of the upcoming Labor Day, um, which, as you know, is supposed to be designed for people who labor and work every day, but it's become pretty much a white-collar holiday. <laughs> yeah. Which is the funniest part of it. Um, it's the last day that you can wear white. Yeah, last day you can wear white. Mm-hmm. Um, some would consider... The last, uh, I guess not the last hurrah of, yeah, right? Yeah. The last oh, hurrah sure. of summer. It's the end of summer. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's what it signifies for Kids sure. Kids start going back to school. Yeah, it's like how Memorial Day kicks off the summer. Um, Labor Day ends it, essentially. Yeah. It's crazy. The kids go back to school in like two weeks. It's fucking just awesome. Stop. It's awesome. Dude, fuck those kids. Well, yeah, but I just that just means summer's over and summer's the best. I, oh, summer's the worst. I hate it. Um, I love, I love don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love a beach. Yeah. I love a vacation. Yeah. I think it is based on the classic nucleic heteronormative family culture. Wow. That you're only allowed to take those things this time of year. Because imagine if you could go somewhere for a week when it's not 96 degrees outside. Yeah, I agree with you because, you know, I'm a sweaty boy, too. I, you know, I have a permanent sweater I can't are, take off my body. We are constant sweat boys. Like, yeah, like it's just... I'm running hot in in February. Yeah, yeah, same. Don't even... Like, I'm not even fucking around with an August. Like, it's, yeah. it's rough. Yeah, I agree with you on that front. But, you know, I just like plants and life. And it just feels like that's the, when it's at its peak. I feel like it's just, it's ingrained in you from being a child. Where you're like, yeah, that's it's true. summertime. Like, it's yeah. the time that you're free. But you're not free. You still got to go to work and do all that shit. It's just twice as hot. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. And there's more, tra- well, there's less traffic in summer. Which is kind of nice. Because you get to work a little easier. There's not as many buses and people Dude, driving to school. Not and- for me, man. Oh, it's, okay. It just puts them all in my face. Oh yeah, different. It's just kids yeah, very are like different. their yeah. parents are just like, "Here's twenty dollars. Go see a Star Wars and bother yep. that man at the record store." Yep. <laughs> like, f- like it doesn't matter if they have signs that you can't bring food in there or not to touch that. Yeah, they'll just, do it. Yeah, get up in there. Fucking get up in them guts, kids, girl. Man, um, I do, I will say that the exciting thing about Labor Day, and I feel like as America as a society, we like kind of plan this for people like me who have like seasonal depression. Where it's like, oh man, summer's coming to an end, but how about a little football to tie you over? Yep, a little until, football until uh, until, until the dead of winter. Spice gets <laughs> exactly. So it becomes like this almost like you know little treat for myself. It's like yeah, summer's over, but you know uh, the birds are back. So birds are back. The Kelly Green drop hit. Oh my god, I can't and wait to wear one ever. of those fucking jerseys. Boy, did ever I ordered my Kelsey. Because I didn't want to drive down to the pro shop, and they were like, it'll arrive maybe by October. I still have to order one. I keep forgetting. Um, yeah, I thought about driving down that day. And I was just like, because... do, I get the, do I get the real official, like, field-worthy one? And I was like, the difference is $40. Give me the real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Give me the real. I'll take for, it. Like, th- for this and for how much we've wanted it for so long, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth I was, And I was like, you know what? I'm not buying, not buying a Jalen Hurts because I don't want to jinx anything. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like buying a QB jersey does that. Yeah. So I was like, give me Kelsey, a man who could show up 20 years from now, and someone will buy him a beer. I was like, that's a jersey you yeah, can wear Yeah, I don't think forever. he's leaving, so yeah. No, um, I was like, that's a jersey you can wear forever. For sure. Yeah. That's a Brian Dawkins jersey. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I saw that they're printing vintage numbers in the Kelly Green, too. Ooh. They had Dawkins boys out there. Then I might have to go after a Jerome Brown. That's a real solid pick. Yeah. I like getting throwing... D-, D lineman jerseys. But a lot of those, you can only get them at 
the pro shop. Oh, uh, okay. So well, that might be worth online, it. They have like Jalen Hurts. They have you know the skills positions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The popular ones. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. But um, oh, so we didn't explain. But this is. Uh, oh yeah. These songs are about work. <laughs> yeah. These are our songs about going to work, about working, working for yep. the man. Yeah. Damn the man. I don't think any of these songs are positive about work. Well, what is positive about work? No, like, what does any conversation you have about work with anybody else ever end positively? I mean, you 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 and somebody else can like commiserate together in a sense, but most of the time, people bring up work to bring up how fucking shit it is, or it's just asking a friend <clears throat> how work's been because you know sometimes you know you need a good conversation starter. Yeah. Or it's, it's one of those, like, you know, obviously I don't work in a coal mine, so it's like, it could be a lot worse, but it's just like, you know, every job. Yeah, you're not like, roofing in this heat. Even the coolest jobs. Like, if you didn't have to, would you? No, you wouldn't. No, God, no. Like, Who would? no why, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, why weren't my great-grandfather rich and I could just live off that? That yeah. would have been great. Yeah. Why didn't he, you know, moonshine during the Great Depression and we could be Kennedys? Yeah, like, or like have money to invest when the stock market was at its like bottom. Yeah, and then why didn't he capitalize on the Great Depression? Like, yeah, right. The real rich guys. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think at fucking ninety nine percent of <laughs> people <laughs> in this country Irish are wondering trash that losers. <laughs> he was busy not growing potatoes. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, most people listening to this, if not all, I would assume all. I don't know if we have any independent wealth, independently wealthy listeners, but. Good for you if you are. Um, but yeah, so, and also suck my dick. Yeah, and also come, <laughs> come catch these hands, bitch. Um, Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> this grind my feet in their couch. Yeah, I th- I, I, work sucks. Everybody hates work. I mean, there's d- different degrees of hating it. There's <laughs> like when eighty two said it best. Work sucks. I know. Yeah, there's definitely different levels of it. Like some people like really, really have shit jobs. I mean, there was a f- show about how shit some jobs are. Quite literally, some people have to clean shit. So yeah. it's not always as bad as it seems. But I feel like the best part of those shows, though, was showing like this guy makes 80K. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, so like, as much as it's like, you know, there's no high school degree, no training, this dude's 20 years old and makes 80K. Yeah. It's like pretty. Like, yeah, you you're can, willing to get dirty, man. They'll pay you. Yeah. I mean, just you, you just got to find your niche Dude, if that's what you're after. Sanitation's a sick gig. It's smelly and it sucks, but like, and it will get you sick. Dudes, dudes retire at forty-eight years old, man. No, I'd rather not. I mean, I certainly would rather retire <laughs> yeah, like, at forty-eight. You wouldn't but retire at forty-eight? I yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to be clean as shit. Not no disrespect to anybody who who does that, but uh, I'm a little prissy boy. Oh, scr- I don't need scrub to do that. that shit, man. Get your paper, boo boo. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I love every job that people do because it creates a society yeah. where we can have things and nothing nothing worse than a person that shits on people for their job yeah you know what i mean like that's always one of those things that they're like oh that guy like all he does is this and you're like bitch you don't like what do you do right <laughs> like, and also I mean? like, like that's not the level of the kind of person you are yeah and in fact when you do say something like that it shows your character more than yeah. somebody who like yeah, works you... their ass off every day and like exactly doesn't say that kind it of says shit about way people. more about you yeah agreed um you know, unless somebody comes at you first, and then it's fair game. You know, yeah, somebody gives you a hard time, they can be like, "Well, shut up, fucking this guy." You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it it happens that way. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's kind. You know, all all jobs are important and 
not all most are important to our society and it's kind of awesome that we like have stuff that's just available to us like people drive trucks that bring things to our house but yeah they definitely you know there's there's shit days for everybody at work and days when you're like why am i doing this why am i here whether it's in that place or on this planet <laughs> um yeah work can Sometimes bring out the, the worst of people fucking kills yeah man so it and really want to be around anymore it's like it sometimes there's days where I think most people will probably relate where the, it's just, you know, work kind of brings out the worst in us sometimes. Um, and I think that's that's what inspired a lot of these songs. I mean, most of the ones we have, all of the ones we have are not super positive. No, um, one might be. But yeah, it's not meant to be because nobody was happy about it's It's not like a love song where there's good love stories and, you know, you can be happy with love. It doesn't really happen with work, so it's mostly negative, but um, they're not all depressing-sounding songs, so that's good. Very true. It's not like a dead people episode like we've done before where it's just all sad stuff. Like, this is just, you know, it's relatable, I think, and I I think that there's, you know, Misery Loves Company. When you hear a song that, where somebody talks about how rough work is or rough this is or rough something is it makes you feel like you're not alone and that's you know important yeah in in some of those dark days and you know times when your boss is giving you a ton of shit and you don't really understand why and you just need somebody to tell you that you're not the only one going through it yeah some camaraderie man we're all going in through it we're all we're all getting it in exactly all right, so we're gonna keep the the format adjustment that we made in the last new, episode. New, new, new format. format. So we we think that works well. It builds some awesome tension and suspense throughout the episode. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, um, <laughs> if you're into edging, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, so we'll get right into it, Dan. Why don't you start us off with your number five pick? All right, number five for me comes to us from the great year of two thousand six. When I graduated high school, this song is called Die Today off of the album Hospitals by Off With Their Heads. And this is this is maybe my favorite punk song about work that exists. Um, it's up there with Clocked In by Black Flag, which is also fucking great. But this is the lyrics that are just, I don't want to go to work today. I'd rather feel the song shine on my face and just like, I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. And I would rather die today than have to go into work. I feel like it's a perfect, especially, you know, this time of year or when it's really beautiful out where you wake up and you walk outside and it's sunny and it's amazing. And you're like, God damn, I'm about to go and sit inside Mm -hmm. for eight hours. Yeah. And when I come out, it's not going to be sunny. It's going to be shit. Like, this sucks. Yeah. Especially like with my alternate where, you know, sometimes I don't go until one o'clock. So you're walking out of work at like nine nine thirty. That's like fuck, man. Yeah, especially for somebody like you who has a varying schedule. Yeah, yeah it's it's tough. That it's I feel it so much some days. Um, the singer from Off with Their Heads, who is like pretty much the only consistent member, uh, his name's Ryan Young, um, has the throatiest throat voice I've ever heard in my life. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's insane. Um, also, this song, while being super fast and driving. Also has a fucking mellophone solo. Yeah. Or a vibraphone, I guess, technically. Um, is the metal one. Um, so it's... I always call them all xylophone, but that's not true. No. Xylophone's it, the wood. There's somebody out there that's going to feel very disrespected by uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, by you not calling that the proper yeah, thing. But, vibraphone is what it is. Yeah. Um, 
And I know this because of Bobby Hutcherson, who's the, the jazz player that I found out when it listed him as like guitar, bass, drums, vibes. I was like, oh man, he's just putting out vibes. Like this dude just hangs out in the studio, controls the vibes. Yeah. Um, he's like turning all the lights to red. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> adjusting the color of the lights. Yeah. He's like, like he's, he's like yeah. primrose. Absolutely not. We need some good essential oils. Mm-hmm. He's getting the diffuser up there. Yeah. Lavender and mint in the air. But yeah. So I had to pick it. Had to had to kick us off here. I feel like a perfect a perfect throttle down, fuck this job sort of song that had to go on there. Uh, Steve. What do you got up for us at number five? All right, up at number five for me is Death and Taxes by Kid Dynamite. Almost the exact same song. Yeah. Um, it's it's very similar. It's from uh, Kid Dynamite, who is a Philadelphia-based uh, punk band that is hugely influential for everybody that we knew. I mean, this band was very popular amongst our peers, which is weird because they, have, they qualify for the under 100,000 monthly listeners which i think is wild so there must be some kind of disconnect between the punk stuff that we were listening to and what what people are listening to now but or maybe it's just because we're also philadelphia based and that's why they were so much more popular i think it's one of those like they are like uh they are velvet underground in the sense of like they were your favorite band's favorite band yeah and like even though they didn't really sell out many concerts or play many big venues right like they were so important to us. yeah i mean like you know they're their big shows were the church basement in, in Philly. So, you know, obviously not, you know, great venue, legendary venue, but, you know, it, it's not thousands of people. Um, yeah, I mean, this this album's all amazing. Uh, came out in the year 2000. I, it's called Shorter, Faster, Louder, uh, which is appropriate because it's about 29 minutes long. Yeah. Between the first two songs, the first Pits and Poison Apples is 48 seconds. Death and Tax is a minute 52 seconds. There's no song over two minutes on the entire... Oh, no, there's one that's over two minutes on the entire record. And this record, like... Or this band, I remember, like... Is... What's his name's band? I always forget his name. Dan... Oh, it's, um... I forget. Dan Yemen, maybe? Dan Yemen, yes. Yeah, Dan Yemen. Who also yeah. did Paint It Black. Yep. Who also did... Lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah. Who Another... now has Open City, who's about to put out a new record, which Ooh, is really cool. I didn't know that. Also, Dave Hawes was in this band for a little mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Um, of the Loved Ones and Dave Hawes fame. Yeah, yeah. and they're um, both both J Tree bands that, too. So uh, it that was makes really sense. like a like it was like they spawned a thousand. Yeah. Dan Yemen is he's like he's got to be right. He's Philadelphia's Ian Mackay. Like yeah, but to much less he's touched is great. much less fame for sure. Well, like, yeah, he's definitely not in as many documentaries as he. No, he's definitely not in any Foo Fighters documentaries that I'm aware of. Um, he should be. Yeah, I, I would be into it. I'm sure a lot of people we know would be, but to this, as of my knowledge during this recording, that oh, is not. Someone needs to make a doc about that early aught scene. Did you yeah, see what's her cool. name's coming back, playing two shows at the church, blacklisted. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, that'll dude. be awesome. With unbroken. Also Ooh, back together. Hell yeah. I was like, holy fuck, dude. Hell yeah. Both shows sold out in minutes. Yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one's like a Saturday matinee at like 2 p.m. Oh my God. I was like, ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, Dan, why don't we take it over to your number four pick? Number four for me, taking it down a notch. We're adding fish. Um, F-I-S-H. The little wooden instrument used to play with a stick in music class. In oh the yeah. First grade. Mrs. Didden. R.I.P. Um, did she pass? I think so. I that, may have. I, I may mean, have it makes sense. She was like there. old when we were young. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Though, um, this is Founds of Wayne with Hey Julie. 
where it is a song that some of you may say, oh, this is a love song, but there are so many great references to working in a shit office of them writing this song. So if you don't know Founds of Wayne, they're a band from New York. Uh, they were absolutely amazing, man. They started in like the mid-90s. Um, members Chris Collinswood, Adam Schlesinger, um, who sadly passed away recently. Um, passed away from COVID-19 in 2020. Well, was he the singer? Um, yes. I thought I remembered hearing about that. Wow. I, oh, it really sucks. That sucks. Uh, you may know this band more from their Grammy-nominated song from 2013. Or 2011. I was I'm say, sorry. Wait, uh, no, it's way before that. When was that? Stacy's yeah. mom. Stacy's mom. Oh, that was on this record. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. I 2003. Think it- I'm so dumb. So this song's called Interstate. Welcome, Interstate Managers. And it's perfect. I think this record's so good. I think Fountains of Wayne is significantly underrated. Um, any smart person that knows this band will tell you that. They're one of those bands that like. They made a hit song and it kind of ruined them, sadly, like because that's all anybody wanted to hear them play. And they were such good songwriters. I mean, Stacy's mom's a fucking banger. It is. I saw on a video of a stand-up comedian who changed the, the lyrics of the song to... Who did, to, like, the return letter? Yeah, about how she was basically a pedophile. Oh, shit. It was just like, Stacy's mom should put some clothes on. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> like... Why are you coming out without a towel or yeah. just a towel? I'm only 13 years old. 13 yeah. years old. <laughs> it was really good. I, I don't know the comedian's name, but just look up like Stacy's mom should put some clothes on. It'll give you a good laugh. Yeah. For this uh, this song, though, the lyric that always sticks to me is, he's got me running around the office like a gerbil on a wheel. He could tell me what to do, but he can't tell me how to feel. And I was like, oh, this is such a great... It's such a great, like, I'm enduring this because I love you. And this is awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I didn't have a family or a person I love to support, I would never go through this horse shit because it sucks. And I think we can all relate to that. It's like, oh, yeah. If I didn't care about my family or, like, things, like, I would never want to do this. But it's important because you got you to gotta do the things for your, your people. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take care, care of shit. So that, Dave, what do you got up for us for your number four? All right. Up at number four for me is Work by Rihanna featuring Drake. This is actually I kind of have two positive. No, three positive work songs on here. I don't know how that happened. But um, it's just, you know, Rihanna. Dave's an going- industry plant. He's I here am, for, yeah. He's, here, <laughs> he's recording who's listening and he's sending it to their boss. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And if you, any of you ever try Dave's to call out again, I will, I will be watching. Um, this is Consider this your final written notice. Yeah, basically. Um, so this is, it, it kind of like, it came, so this came out in 2016, much later into Rihanna's career. Not really that much later. She's still doing stuff, but kind of re- returning to some roots uh, sound-wise for this, this track. Um Working with Drake never hurts uh, the attention that you get on something, even though he's not the best. Um, but uh, he's trying to work, work, work on underage people. Yeah, Jesus. Um, Speaking of Stacy's mom. Yeah, right. Uh, so, classic. It's not you know her most thought provoking song, but it's fun as hell. But um, it slaps. Yeah, it's it. It's more about doing the work than it is, like, how much work sucks and just saying, like, you know, which is a common theme, I think, in a lot of, like, hip-hop and 
maybe not so much R&B, but a lot of hip-hop songs just like, you know, putting work in, putting work in to, you know, get money, get, a, you know, advance yourself, get what you want, get whatever it happens to be. You know, that's a, that's a, a theme for a lot of songs that come out. But, you know, this one's a little bit more direct and it set, probably holds the record for most times the word work has ever been used in a single <laughs> yeah. song ever. It definitely appears more times than anyone. Considering the chorus is literally just work, 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 work. Um, yeah, it's just, there's not really much to it to break down. It's a pretty straightforward song. Drake has uh, a couple really silly um, lines in here where you can tell he thinks he's way more provocative than he actually is. When he says, uh, even if you had a, ch- a twin, I'd still choose you. It's like, oh, brilliant. And real deep. Twins. Yeah, real deep, Drake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you're just like, wow, he really thought that one was going to like get a lot of yeah, applause. Yeah, thought that would hit. Like, yeah. like when, and you, like, when you hear a joke fall flat, you're just like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, it's probably like, like, oh, that's so romantic. But it's, it's not. You know, it's, it's not a romantic. little, it's a little basic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Super I don't. Hammy. Yeah. It's Drake. Um. So yeah, I don't really have a ton on this one. It's just a very enjoyable song to listen to. Um. It's Rihanna. I, what? Is there a bad Rihanna song? If so, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Yeah. Certainly not a single. Yeah. Fair. Um. Yeah. All right, Dan, with that, why don't we take it over to your number three pick? All right, number three for me comes from us, comes to us from the ripe old year 1977. This is Elvis Costello's debut album, My Aim is True. The song's called Welcome to the Working Week. Um, if you're not familiar, it's a pretty, like, it's a B-side that was a pretty, like, sardonic lyric about having to get a job and how it sucks. Um, so Elvis Costello at the time of this in 76 recorded this record with Nick Lowe, which is pretty cool. Uh, was the guy who produced this record for him and he had these sessions in London. And at the time, the backing band for this is a country rock band called Clover, um, that didn't get credited due to like contractual obligations. So like they played it with him, but they couldn't be credited on the album or they would have gotten sued by their label. Oh, wow. So pretty interesting uh little tidbit there also at the time of recording this he was still performing as dp costello and i know what you're thinking does that stand for double penetration and it doesn't it Ah. actually stands for his real name which is declan patrick which i think is worse than double penetration but well i would have just gone with declan costello yeah but his label basically forced him we're like Oh, hey, you should change it to be more like Elvis Presley. Which, and so he just went. So he, just, so he took that very literally and just yeah, went with Elvis. He just went Elvis Costello, and they kind of changed up his dress and everything to be more relevant with the emerging, immerse, emerging punk scene. So wait, wait a minute. So they told they told him to give it get a name like Elvis and dress like Buddy Holly, probably. Yep. And he just did both of those things. Exactly. He's and a it, very literal man, I and guess. And it built his career. Yeah, and he's done so very like, well based on that. No, like I wouldn't say it's a huge turn in this like every artist is produced in nitpicks. Don't yeah. Don't everybody be like, Oh, he's a fake, like fraud plant guy. But like his music was already in what I would consider like punk adjacent kind of rock and roll that a lot of people were doing at that time. You know what I mean? Him television, you know what I mean? It's that cool talking yeah. heads where it's like 
it's punk adjacent. I wouldn't yeah. call him punk rock, but like, I wouldn't either. And I, I, but especially when you see live clips of him, his shit's got the energy to it. So it's not so. Yeah. And it's not like he ever leaned hard into like, you know, he never put an anarchy T-shirt on or cut the sleeves off his shirt or anything right. like that. But he just showed up in. I always remember him in suits. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, like a big white. So, yeah, like a, the Buddy Holly look is kind of always. And he played nerd guitars. Yes. Yeah. Nowadays, everybody has yeah. a fucking Jaguar or a Jazzmaster. But back then, those were for nerds, dude. Nerd yep. bands played those. Yep. Like that stuff was lame. Everybody had Telecasters or Gibsons. And he was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got this weirdo guitar and I'm dressed in a suit. Yep. I, I think he's fantastic. That's why I, Elvis Costello rules, man. I actually one time recorded in a studio a meet this. Oh, no. He was there. Just not at the same time I was in Nashville, but he was recording in the studio around the same time that I was, and I tried so hard to yeah. like find a way, I to, been any way to meet him next to the bathroom all day. Yeah, so like he's got to piss sometime. It was before Uber; it wasn't a possibility. Yeah, yeah. but it would have been cool. Anyway, one of the greatest musicians of all time. One of my favorite, not oh, yeah. my favorite record, but the, you, I'll have more stuff from him probably in upcoming weeks. For um, sure, he's one of the greatest. If you, especially his first two records, man. Like, oh, he's, he's this year's model is otherworldly. Yeah. Um, can't say enough good things. Agreed, Dave. What do you got up for us at number three? All right, up at number three for me is "Morning Train" nine to five in parentheses by Sheena Easton. Um, I didn't realize that this was supposed to just be called nine to five originally. Okay, but it came out after Dolly Parton's nine to five. Oh. So she changed it in order to avoid confusion, which makes sense. Um, you wouldn't want to have a song with the same title with similar, you know, yeah. concepts um, come out not too long after the other one, especially when the other person releasing it's Dolly fucking Parton. Yeah. And you're just some Best random. Best to avoid that. Yeah. And you're just a random lady from Scotland. Um yeah, probably not a good idea. The song did go gold, though, which is pretty impressive. Um, as far as I know, it's her only like big single um, that I've I've ever heard of, um, and uh, it's it's great. I like the song more. It's more fun in my view than um, the Nine to Five, the Dolly Parton song. But the big thing that gives it the edge for me is its use in Seinfeld. When George interviews for that company after he hurts himself and he brings a cane and the guy hires him because he thinks he's handicapped and George plays into it. And then they put this on like a montage scene as George starts riding up the like chairlift and all the, everybody else is like walking up and down the stairs past him and he's waving. And then it's like a, a female co-worker's carrying George down the hall. <laughs> and then he's, he's having a sword... The pretend sword fight with his cane. <laughs> and somebody sees him and he falls over. And then he trips an employee and they're all laughing together. And like during the... Uh, it's one of the funniest, most amazing George Costanza moments. Obviously not, you know, mocking anybody with actual handicap. But like, you know, just for a, a terrible person like George to, you know, be George and... and play up the situation yeah, more than absolutely. it should be and then for it to end because he insulted an old man on a scooter that and George tried to race away from him and then the guy catches up to him and hits him Dude. with the cane so fucking classic um I always think of this from the movie Euro Trip 
Yes. That they're in the in the yes. bar with Vinnie Jones. Yes. And he's like, because this is a very big song for Manchester United. Is it? Um, that they sing this song. Oh, I didn't. I didn't the know stands. they actually did. I thought and that was so, just like a coincidence. No, it is okay. real. So I'm like, not to date on my. He's like, if you love Manchester United, then sing the song. And he's like, uh, I don't know. And he just goes, fucking sing. Uh, yeah. And this is just the song he blurts out. Yeah. And he gets done, and they're like, and it seems like they're gonna kill him. And he just goes, pretty good. Pretty fucking good. good. And then yeah. they just start and they all drinking. start drinking together. Yeah, that, he that opens the so beers underrated. with his eyelids. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, that scene's so funny. But like, it's just this is the song that he just. I forgot out. all about that. I had no idea that it was actually. I thought they just enjoyed it because he, it was just a pleasant song. And no, no, she's from like, the UK. It's a song they sing like at the games. Now I know. Wait, United? It was United, right? That's who yeah. they were supporting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All the red they had now the makes big, sense. Uh, if you're not a mank, you're a wank. Gotcha. Okay. Man, I haven't seen that movie in hundreds of years. It at this doesn't point. age great. No, as I f- a lot of those like sex romp comedies don't. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, like not a mainstream one, even though fucking Matt Damon's. Right. And there's <laughs> there's a lot of like there's a lot of like real homophobic jokes in it. And stuff I was gonna too. say it's probably a lot of that because that like, that was like the peak of that before anybody realized that we like, shouldn't be doing some that of it's anymore. Still very like. The Fred Armisen as the Italian man on the train is still very funny. Oh, I got it. Of the Miscuzzi. And then, yeah. like, he touches them in the dark tunnel. That's still very funny. Um, the, I always remember the, the scene with the mime. Oh, yeah. Where they, like, fight the mime. Yeah, where great. they're, like, super pissed at him. Yeah, it's classic. Uh, the Matt Damon thing's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he's, like, banging his girl and sings yeah. this song about it. Yep. And then, like, so later funny. they start humming it on the train. And yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Brian, geez. He's like, what? It's a catchy song. Yeah, right. Um, very funny. Yep. All right, Dan. What do you have up for us with your number two pick? This is the most extreme song on here. This is from Baltimore. Baltimore City Hardcore. The band is called End It. The album is called Unpleasant Living. And the song is called New Wage Slavery. And it fucking rips. It is... The song is a total of one minute and 23 seconds... And it is just rage. All about New Age slavery around the corner. Here it comes. Like, it's just, they try to play us like some suckers. Think twice when we run up in your house, motherfucker. Uh, There's blood on the coil. Someone's on the floor. It's the face of somebody I love. No one gets out alive. Turn your back and run. It's just a great song about the rage of feeling compressed by being stuck in a dead end nowhere job where you're making just enough that you can't quit and they know that and you're being held at that level because that's what the corporation wants to do that's what your boss wants is to keep you struggling just enough that you need the job but not so well that you don't need them and you can leave and then the end of this song at about one minute hits a oh that will make your blood boil yeah, this is great. Like, it's incredible. Ugh. And it's just, uh Like, you feel it in your bones, dude. It's so good. Uh, if you haven't heard this band, definitely check them out. Their live sets on Hate56's YouTube channel are insane. They're so good live. They're so intense. Uh, get out and see them if you can. They're around. Baltimore, if you don't know, that's also where turnstiles from mm-hmm. um if you like that a lot band, of good hardcore bands come from uh, there trapped under ice is from there oh which yeah they have started playing shows again Ooh. and i'm here for all of it trapped under ice was fucking so sick 
And so is Angel Dust. Angel Dust has a new record yep. coming out. Oh, fuck yeah. Very excited. I love uh, Angel Dust. So anyway, with that, Dave, after uh, that harsh criticism of the, the wage slavery, yeah. what do you got up for us at number two? All right, up at number two for me is Easy Easy by King Cruel, one of my absolute favorite artists. I think what he does between the jazz influence and his guitar playing, the uniqueness of his voice, all the other influences that come into his sounds like hip-hop and, and everything else that he includes, he's fantastic. I it, it, He's like appointment listening for me if something comes out. This is off of his, for all intents and purposes, first album, Six Feet Beneath the Moon. Uh, came out in 2013. And this is much more of a dialed back, just him and a guitar, just be, being an awesome songwriter um, and talking about shit in multiple ways that he finds to be shitty that's going on in his life. Um, you know, it starts off about the police giving him a bunch of shit, but, um, you know, it's more about just like being like dissatisfied with your life and you know not happy with the way things are going for you and stuck in a weird situation or whatever it happens to be but the lyrics that always got to me um that refer to work is and while your dead-end job has been eating away your life you feel little inside the trouble and strife and now you spend your evenings searching for another life and yeah i think mate i think you've got them in your sights pretty pretty direct um about just you know a feeling that's very probably relatable for people like a dead-end job probably has a lot of different meanings for a lot of people i mean some could see it as a you know a place where there's you know no opportunity for them or it's just all the opportunity that they have and that they're just stuck and for one reason or another they just can't get out of it and I think people too often kind of fall into these ruts in life and just kind of settle and, you know, because it's easier to do that than it is to go out and try to find something new. And, you know, some days you don't think about it and some days you do and you have feelings like he's describing in this song where it's just, you know, essential, essentially just being miserable with what, you, what you're doing. Um, and it ends with the Winston Churchill quote, and if you're going through hell, just keep going. Um, you know, that's pretty direct. <laughs> yeah. There's not really a whole lot of metaphor behind that. It's just, you know, sometimes you have to just put your head down, grin and bear it and either get through it or find, uh, find a better avenue for yourself. And sometimes people need to hear somebody else kind of telling them that in order to get that kind of fire lit under them in order to make that happen. But, um, Always been a big King Cruel fan. I love... I, I'm sure to a lot of people his voice is off-putting. I think it's fantastic. I love the... Super signature, very... Right. Like what, Very thick. And deep. It's just... It's very great. Thick South London. Yeah, and it fits what he's doing perfectly. I've always said to myself, like, if, too, if anybody ever asked me to play a song, like, at work... Is that North London? No, it doesn't matter. I don't know. We're not... We don't live there. If somebody ever asked me at work to play a song, like, for the office, that would be the one that I did. Because I would want everybody to know how, like, fucking stupid I think work is in general. And, like, just, you know, be a little bit punk rock for a little... You know, have my, yeah. have my moment to be that. Dunk on them a little. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of... Not to, like put any one person down but to just say like 
Work sucks. We're all friends because we're going through this together. Like, we like each other and we, like, talk all the time because we're all in this same like, miserable rut most for the yeah. most part, you know? And I feel like this is a sneaky one to, like, sneak into when, like, jobs make you do, like, their shitty, like, icebreaker kind of yes. activities. Yeah. They're like, pick a song and you're like, this one. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's this? Yeah, like, right. And they're like, not paying be, any attention. Like, we're like oh, well, I don't know if you could let it slide by putting New Age Slavery on there. Not so <laughs> like, much. Yeah, like, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's that song about? And you're like, uh, yeah. rock stuff. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's definitely a good, it's a good, you know, it's a middle finger to the idea of going to an office every day, keeping your mouth shut and doing your work. Not necessarily to the people that you're there with. And I think that, more importantly, that's the message that I would be trying to say. Like, oh, yeah. you know, some dumbass middle manager who's ruining your life because he's got a fucking inferiority complex deserves you to take whatever skills and abilities you have somewhere else for treating you the way that they treat you. And that's what that like, that's that's what that middle finger is. It's not to those people that are working hard and like just you know just like I said, stuck. No, and everybody knows the worst jobs are tolerable if you're working with great people yeah that's what makes jobs yeah are intolerable if the people you work with suck it's a it's it takes a village in order for that kind of stuff to happen it really does if you're at a job where everyone there sucks like you're like yeah i've been that i've been in that role you're out in six months you're like fuck this yeah you can't be that miserable don't if that's you and you're that's what's happening to you like if there's no one at your job you would want to eat lunch with you should yeah. quit that job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Absolutely. Get on Indeed. You know... Yeah. Find something else. There's enough resources now for resume writing and LinkedIn and Indeed. There, there's so much out there to help people advance themselves professionally. Take take a night or two nights after a shit day and, and you know, work on getting that paper. Yeah, just get, put your resume get, together and throw get, it up and, and get, see what happens. And just, you know, just try. Don't, don't settle for shit. You... You're all better than that. All right, Dan. With that weird motivational speech out of the way, why don't we get some B-sides before our number one pick? What do you have oh, up for right. us? Oh, that's right. Just like everyone else, I forgot that's what we were doing. All right, so for B-sides for me, I got obviously one that we used previously. So for the Workforce Drowning by Thursday um, that I used previously in our side one track ones playlist. Um I mean, what could be better than relating working in office to being on a ship that's sinking into the ocean? Yeah. Um, it's exactly how it feels. I also have Highway Patrolman by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I didn't think um, of that. That's good. Off Nebraska. Just yeah. a great song about Fuck. like you in your head think this guy is like the authority man and he hates you and he wants to make your life a living hell. But the fact of the matter is, is he's just as miserable as you are. Yeah, that's a great um, choice. And it's a great song about that and about. He doesn't want to be there either. And I don't want to say I would always take like a sympathetic side to like a police interaction, but careful like, now. It's an interesting take on just like neither of us wants to be here, man. So like right. let's just ride this out. Yeah. Um also I used a cover of the song in our songs performed in a movie, but Skip James Hard Time Killing Floor Blues. One of the greatest blues songs of all time, man. Just about working in a shitty, terrible slaughterhouse in the heat of summer in the South. And just about how there's no way out. Like, because you get paid $10 a day, which is enough to get a drunk and get a meal and 
that's it. And forget and you got to show it. up the next day. Yep. Um, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Severance Pay by a band called Silkworm. Absolutely love it. Um, and mm, what else do I have for beasts? Yeah, that that's it. I'll leave I'll leave the rest of the B sides out. I was a little light this week. Okay. Yeah, it was for me too. Um, the real number one B side I think for both of us is just Bruce Springsteen narrating in between songs, talking about working at oh, the dirt dude. dirt factory. So you need a haircut for your job. <laughs> so not that I pop and go on street racing down by the dirt factory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the real number one B side here. Um, Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Um, I, that just missed. I for oh. for whatever reason in my head I had this and um morning train nine to five like i i needed to decide between those two and couldn't include them both i don't know why but that's yeah. just that's just the way i did it uh taking care of business yeah Bachman i, for, Turner I overdrive. forgot to say it the tcb by the bts that's a classic get to the working overtime part. yep uh work by jimmy Eat world i thought you were going to say that uh but i'll, I I'll meant scoop to, it up and i, I added it yep. to my list but nope. apparently i added it to the wrong list uh work by gangstar um just a great you know early 90 early 2000s hip-hop group uh she works hard for the money by donna summer which i had used um i guess the songs about the songs sentence song titles is that when i use that one yes i know i use it at some point um another b-side from the the taxes money episode money for nothing by dire straits uh and then a hard day's night by the beatles uh but you know we could do a beatles song in every episode if we wanted to oh i also uh another one that i forgot that if you know the song and the lyrics uh is very much about working nutmeg off Supreme Clientele by uh, Ghostface Killer. Uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of a how yeah. to sell drugs. It's about working in <laughs> in a way, yeah, in a, in a sense, almost a, almost a how to. Yeah, um, cool. All right, Dan, let's let's do it. What's your number one pick? Number one for me comes to us from the legend Tom Waits. The song off his album Small Change in 1976. The song is the album Closer. So I guess we could have saved it for Closers, but I did. We already did Closers. We already did it, and it's called I Can't Wait to Get Off Work and See My Baby on Montgomery Avenue. Um, This is... It's a song about... I mean, it's obviously a song about working in a bar and about how it's not ideal, but it's the best that he's got. And it talks about different jobs he's had, and like working as a mechanic, working as a soda, f- a soda fountain puller, which I don't really know what that is. I guess it's the guy that makes your sodas. <laughs> um, sure. But it's, it clearly sounds like a man who is way in the bag singing and just playing piano. This is, Small Change for me is where Tom Waits started. The first record he really started becoming Tom Waits in the sense of, he was really leaning into his niche kind of this character he created where his first album is very much more kind of singer songwriter classic. This is much more the, <laughs> the uh, king, king of the junkyard, you know, circus hobo Tom Waits yeah. that everybody knows. Um, there was a great hard times article a long time ago that was like, I accidentally killed a guy in the, I actually hit Tom Waits with my car, and now I'm king of the train yard. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's just how it is, man. I could picture him in a dirty hat with half a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. Just mumbling this song at a piano. 
and it's how Tom Waits is supposed to be. Another artist like King Cruel that I feel like some people can't do it, and it's not for them. But yeah, for sure. I love him, man. This is such a heartbreaky. Like this isn't a person that tied a bag on. This is a person that's like blackout drunk. Yeah, like, singing this is the song. kind of guy that like you used yeah. to hear about going blind from. Yeah. This is his drinking. third day bender, and he's got three bottles of mouthwash in his pocket. Right. For yeah. when his buzz wears off after the bar closes. Yep. Um, but it's absolutely brilliant, man. And it's a really nice little love song. Um, let's come down here and sweep me off my feet. This broom will have to be my baby if I hurry. I just might get off before the dawn's early light. It's just how it ends of like, maybe if I finish, I can get out of here on time and actually do something with my life and see the person I love. But this job sucks. And it's great, man. It's it's my favorite song about work because it's so sad and slow. And it sounds like it sounds like when you have to close up by yourself at night. And I love it. It does. It has like almost like a Casablanca. Like it's just me and I forget the guy's name who played the piano. Yeah. In that movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like you and him. He's playing this for you while you. Yeah. While you're putting up the chairs. Doing, giving all the glasses yeah. a little spit shine. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, ah, another one, Sally. Nah, yeah. I got to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the old ball and chain will freak if I'm late again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's great. It just sounds like cigarette smoke and whiskey. And it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So Dave, what do you got up for us for your number one song about work? So I do think it's kind of funny that. We we introduced this new format, and I I don't think there's a person on earth that's gonna guess the song you just did. <laughs> but I still think it's good, and we should keep doing it. But because it's just a better way to do it, I think. But I just think it's it's just a Tom Waits song is a whole not hilarious because it's a great choice, but it's just a funny way to transition <laughs> into like a suspenseful countdown. Yeah, and it's like oh oh who. <laughs> into Tom Waits. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so up for number up at number one for me is Loverboy, Working for the Weekend. One of the greatest like eighties power pop songs yeah. of all time. I'm picturing I'm keeping my dead uncle alive by putting sunglasses on him. Yeah. He wasn't their uncle, he was their boss. Yeah. But that's true. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, um, I didn't know they were Canadian. I don't know. It never th- changes anything. I just didn't know. Um, so this is Loverboy. Um, I don't really know any other songs from them. I don't I don't really need to. Uh, this is everything I need all in one tight yeah. little package. And speaking of tight little packages. <laughs> the album cover. Well, I was going to say this is the song that Swayze dances to in the SNL skit when it's him and Chris Farley oh, auditioning yeah, for the yeah. Chippendales dancers. Chippendales, One yeah. of the funniest SNL skits of all time, if you haven't seen it. We tend to go with buff and beefy, and your demeanor is more fat and sloppy. Yeah. And they're like, okay, but only if you promise that the reason he didn't yeah. get the job Listen, over this guy's me moves are out of this world. is because of his shitty body. <laughs> it's such a good, like, I mean, it's if there's a song that Patrick Swayze's dancing to, what, what do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna love it. Like, yeah. what, what else? Uh, right? What, are you, what, are you, what else are you supposed life. to do? That, Come a little bit closer. Oh from yeah, that movie that too. Like, well, yeah. It, or uh, was he was, he, I guess he wasn't dancing, but they were making pottery. Oh, to, from Ghost. To, yeah. Uh, 
Is it Unchained Melody? It is Unchained yeah. Melody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, what are you supposed to do? Everybody loves all those songs because Swayze. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Do you love those songs or do you love Patrick Swayze? Um, or does Patrick Swayze just increase your love for those songs? It could be anything. Yeah. yeah. He could be selling applesauce and I'd be like, I'll get that fucking yeah. applesauce. Yeah. Patrick Swayze eats that applesauce. You know what he is? He's know. cinnamon on top. He is. No matter what it is. He is, man. Well, cinnamon. You ever think about how incredible... God, no. How incredible... He, like... He... The man did Dirty Dancing and Roadhouse. Yeah. Like, fucking awesome. Same year. Was it the same... I don't don't know if it was the same year. (laughs) I don't know. That's true. We can pretend it was. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to. I'm holding you to it. I feel like all of them, he looks exactly the same in all of them. Yeah. In those two, Ghost. And then also played a, a trans character in a... What the fuck is that movie? With him and Jagla Guizamo and is it Wesley Snipes? It. Oh, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's a great movie. I think it's on Amazon right now. You can watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's great. Point break. I mean, dude, he <laughs> is the best. Easy war child. <laughs> yeah. The that names means- in that movie are so you're right, that's such they're so fucking stupid. Think I didn't see you play in the NCAA title game, Johnny Utah? Like, yeah. oh, it's <laughs> so it's so stupid, but so perfect. Um yeah, I, I it's just it's it's another positive one. So originally the guitar player wrote it uh because he they were staying on a beach when they were writing and he went out to the beach and it was empty and he thought I guess everybody's waiting for the weekend to come here. And then the lead singer was like, we should change the lyrics to working for the weekend. And I think that I think it makes it more like blue collar in that way, which makes it more like fun. Um, I think it's just the classic like, like, we're all going through this shit. So exactly. Like, yeah. Friday comes. We're going to party. Yeah. Because if, if you said like, it, it's a great marketing idea because, yeah, waiting for the weekend doesn't really imply that it could be any week. You could be doing anything. You could be on vacation. and You're just not going there. But working for the weekend is like, ah, oh, yeah, we're we're working towards something. Yeah. We're all, yeah, we're all doing this together, and I think that that made it more very, very Reagan-y, very yeah, very eighties, very eighties-y. Yeah. yeah, it's we're also gonna, like we're all gonna do our work and we're gonna do great, and then this weekend we're gonna fucking party. Yeah, we got my cousin to FedEx us some blow. It's gonna yeah, be right. great. Um, I think yeah, the eighties was a special time, and like I do think it stinks that there aren't like guitar driven pop songs that like you know dads are rocking out to yeah because that's like something that doesn't happen in music now at all like the closest thing probably to that is like the 1975 but like those bad weezer songs they're putting out now right but it's not something where like everybody's like in on it liking it when it comes on at the bar it's just it's a different time and we Mm -hmm. don't write like the 80s, you could write upbeat, positive rock songs, and that, that doesn't exist anymore. No. Rock songs don't exist anymore. That's also true. Yeah, it's that's either, also it's true. It's the Foo Fighters, or it's nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, it's just, the youth doesn't listen to rock. Yeah, that's a good Or point. they listen to deeper stuff. You know what right. I mean? Like, pop music is not rock and roll anymore. Yeah, that's that's what, that's the, the separator, mm-hmm. is that it's not, you know, not in the pop lexicon, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely different, but... I think that's what makes me look back on some of these songs and like them so much more is because, like, they kind of – they did something that couldn't exist now. That song comes out now. It's like, all right, whatever. Like, nobody cares. But, yeah. like, you know, people's dads are still singing it. Yeah. To this day. Um, 
So yeah, it's just a fun song. I didn't mean to have three positive songs, but I did have some two, pretty negative ones too. Um, but you know, you got to take the good with the bad and kind of spin it sometimes and turn your shit situation into something that is a little bit more upbeat, or else you end up writing hardcore songs with slavery in the title. Yeah, because that's the only other yeah, option. Get it. If you just let it get to you, fucking cut their throats and fester, bleed and, those pigs dry, and marinate on this misery and hate for so long, you yeah, you burn write them in the awesome ground. Hardcore songs, but you don't have to you pick can, up change on your boss. Yeah, you could also like time travel back to the '80s, do a shit ton of cocaine, and just write happier songs too. Oh, I was listening to a podcast with Rob Lowe earlier today. He was talking about '80s blow. It's oh, pretty funny. I got to check that out. Wait, was that Two Bears, One Cave? Yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. a clip of it. Um, all right, cool. So this is a fun one. Um, work isn't always fun, but maybe you can put this on while you're working and make it a little bit more enjoyable for yourself. A little life hack. Um, yeah, share this with the people you work with. And share it with everybody you work with. But especially not your boss, because fuck him. Yeah, fuck him real hard. And also, definitely don't show him the songs about fuck like how much your boss is a piece of shit. Or do. Yeah, see if he picks it up on it. Anonymously. Airdrop yeah. those songs. Airdrop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is good. Um, don't forget to ooh, smack your microphone before you say that. Don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so you're kept up to date when the new episodes come out. It is summer. We're both taking vacations. So, you know, as hard as we try to get together for every week, doesn't always happen. Life happens with work. Life somehow uh, finds, finds a way. way. Dan, tell everyone where they can find us. All right, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under at D&D Music Factory. That's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, you can find me personally at at Lukewarm Steve Austin on Instagram and D-